All right, you ready? I am. All right, Mr. Parker, City Manager of the City of Keene on the Keene City Podcast. So give me a quick recap on so far this year and the kind of the end of 2021, kind of how you feel um, the city has been doing. You know, there's, there's been a lot that's gone on recently um, within the city. And as a how long have you been a city manager now for Keene? You know, this uh, month of April makes uh, makes uh, one year. Oh, wow. So I think uh, we might have done this a little less than a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So give me a quick recap on that year for you as the new city manager, or not new anymore, but right. <laughs> as a city manager. Well, you know, as far as I, I love the city of Keene, um, and I love being a part of everything that's gone, over, gone on uh, within the city, city of Keene over the past year. Uh, definitely a privilege and definitely an honor to serve as the city manager. Uh, have a wonderful city council that we're working together, also our city staff, uh, to collaborate together and provide uh, exceptional service to the citizens of Keene. Um, some of the big things that we have and just touch on is we've seen an increase in development. Yeah. Uh, for new residential development that has um, transpired within the city. Uh, which speaks to the uh, character, the uh, attraction of the city of Keene and Johnson County as a whole is a place to uh, reside, raise your family. Uh, and so we've seen that with developments. I mean, uh, annexations, uh, as you are quite aware that then state of Texas, there's no more um, annexation. There's only voluntary. Um, there is annexation, but it's only voluntary annexation for like land developments. Correct. Land development. So if somebody has to come in normally in the past, you could a city, if they see that they wanted to go and annex property within their ETJ, they had that right. Was the law has changed now to where the only way that you'll annex property within your ETJ is someone comes in and voluntarily annexes. So we've seen that happen with, uh, four developments, um, within the city of Keene, uh, that some required annexation, some didn't, uh, but really probably projection, projecting new homes, uh, within the city of Keene is roughly around, could, could run anywhere from 800, 900 new homes over the next five years. Uh, oh. cause when you have these developments come in, they, they'll do it in phases, uh, and, depending on the market, depending on, you know, as far as the, mm -hmm. the cost of, of lumber and, and construction, that kind of dictates how fast that homes are, are being built. And also the, the demand, uh, yeah. as everyone's quite aware that the housing demand here really in the state of Texas and nationally has increased. So mm -hmm. you're seeing that expansion, uh, within Johnson County and, and city of Keene as a whole. So, we're excited about that. Uh, now, were you expecting this type of growth when you first came into the city, King, as, as a manager? Well, as far as I did my research, as far as prior to to accepting the job at the city of Keene, and, and you had already uh, two developments um, mm -hmm. uh, happen within the city of Keene, Bristol Oaks, phase one and phase two. Uh, and in, in general, in the Metroplex, not only here in Johnson County, but the county I came out of, Parker County, you saw the um, expansion of the Metroplex. Um, you see the expansion really of, of here in the state of Texas. Business is great for us. Uh, everybody wants to come to the state. And you're seeing that uh, in, in the, the economy and mm -hmm. the attraction of jobs and our culture and then uh, the things that we, we hold high are, are, are value to us is what, what's attracting people. So you're seeing that in businesses relocating, mm -hmm. residential uh, developments happening. So um, it's exciting. Um, it, that's just, you see the Fort Worth is expanding um, and it's coming all the way down here to Johnson County. Yeah, so. 
And you're, you're not only seeing a residential, we're seeing a renewed interest in our uh, industrial park uh, mm. with companies wanting to uh, kick the tires, so to speak, and look at relocating their uh, business business there. So that's exciting as well. What are some of the draws for the city of Keene for companies like that? Well, as far as location, Highway 67 is a good uh, uh, area for uh, industrial trucking um, as far as their disperse of uh, goods. Um, because you, as you have gone down 35 W, you've seen where that has built out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, land and the value that you can, as far as the, the price of land is a driving factor. And so the city of Keene, uh, we do own, uh, property there in the industrial park. So we're able to work with companies, uh, that wants to relocate to that area, uh, which produces jobs, mm-hmm. uh, also, uh, those are individuals that are going to buy those homes of the new development that's coming in. Uh, so that's great for our economy, not only for the city of Keene, but also uh, for Johnson County as a whole. So with all this expansion, with all with companies coming in, with there being a lot of competition for the city, uh, what's that going to look like practically for, this, for the people in, in the city? Um, obviously, it's going to probably help their overall quality of life. Um, what else can they see maybe in the future as things expand? Well, uh, it's a great question. I think it probably segues into the you know the next topic is, is, is really your budget. Um, that when we're going into our budget season, uh, most people the summer months is time that they kind of relax, maybe go on vacation. But mm-hmm. for us in the municipality, that's one of our as far as the staff, that's one of our busiest times uh, to go ahead and put together our preliminary budget. Uh, to work with our staff leaders, our city council, and stakeholders within the community to establish a roadmap, if you will, because a budget is no more than a roadmap in which you're wanting to go uh, as a city. Council Mm -hmm. members, citizens, you know, do they want to see increase in public safety? Do they want to see something more in uh, forms of parks and recreation, some amenities in that regard, level of services, et cetera? So, you know, we're dealing with putting together a budget for the next fiscal year mm-hmm. uh, for 23, 24. And, uh, and that gets it, submitted October, right? That will be really, it's going to be, we're going to start, I'll, I'll say this as far as Johnson County tax uh, office, they give us some preliminary numbers on their tax estimate sometime in May. Um, and then we get a final, what's called certified roll in, on the 25th or in July. Um, okay. And really what that is also, we're going to go ahead and you, you, it's kind of, you're putting together a tax rate and that's kind of when you're talking about how much money you're going to pay on your taxes mm-hmm. and you're looking at, at, at that. So that's part of the calculation uh, of, of, as far as your revenue. Cause we like to look at when you're, when you're formulating a budget uh, you want to, you want to do is a good projection of the funds that you're projecting to get in mm-hmm. for, for next year. And then that will determine what services or what, that you can finance that you can fund um things in case we're not only with property taxes that we look at it but also historically we look at uh what has our sales tax revenue been in and one of the things that i'm happy to say for the past two years that that i'm aware of that we've been able to collect over a million dollars in in sales tax Mm. now our sales tax is in city of Keene is we got our economic development board a and we got a B board yep. and then they have a portion of that tax goes to those two boards. And then the other tax goes into the general fund for the city. So we're able to take all of that information uh, and projections and formulate a budget that we can go ahead and make the, the needs or, or the services that our citizens of Keene uh, come to expect and, and that they 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 would like to see. Okay. Um, 
you know, and, and some of the challenges, you know, as far as with cities uh, and talking with other city managers, not only in, in Johnson County, but throughout the Metroplex is one thing that we're seeing is a challenge that maybe hasn't been here in, in, in some time as far as on, on staffing levels, uh, on a, attracting uh, new uh, people within local government. Uh, and I'll say this, not only in local government are we seeing uh, a, a decline in applicants as far as wanting maybe to go into firefighting or police or public works or administration, HR, but you're also seeing in, in the in the private sector as well, you're seeing this decrease in in uh, applicants of, of wanting to do certain jobs. So hmm. we're, as a staff and as far as a council, and we are, we're collaborating together to find out what type of creative ways that we can attract and retain new personnel. And because it's really, we're going into a different time as far as staffing mm-hmm. and far as meeting uh, service uh, needs within the why, community. Why do you think that is, by the way? If it's not just the city of Keene, if it's cities across the area, I mean, some have dubbed this the great resignation. Correct. Right. right. And that's what I was going to allude to. I think, you know, COVID had a, had a big play in it to where, uh, you know, we, we shut everything down. We shut our, our uh, period of time, our mm-hmm. way of life. And so you had some people that maybe had dual incomes that are down to single in- income and, and maybe they did a, uh, an evaluation in their personal life and, and focused more on quality of life mm-hmm. per se than chasing materialistic things. So I think that has a portion to do with it. And then also think a portion has to do with, you know, as far as some things people that's entering into the workforce feel that they would like to have um, more of a priority put on it. For example, more probably personal time, mm-hmm. um, time away to to do things that they feel like that they have uh, can have value in it, or as far as it's something that they can feel like they're making a difference. There's more mm-hmm. of a, of a purpose. So you kind of see seeing that shift, and you're also uh, seeing the competition with remote work. You know, with you the boom of technology that occurred during the uh, COVID pandemic. I mean, if all of you are investing in stocks or mutual funds or in your uh, retirement funds, but my, I'm heavily in stocks and tech, and that went through the roof during COVID because things like Zoom took off, which really opened up possibilities for more remote work to occur. So now it's like the job market is competing with people who are only wanted to stay home and work versus actually having to come into the office. Yeah. And the, the challenge that we have, and you're right, that that's going on. And, and definitely you're seeing companies that, that kicked up like Uber, mm-hmm. um, you saw them like, um, uh, DoorDash and, yep. and things to accommodate that. When you get into a municipality, it's kind of hard to work remotely if you're a firefighter yeah, yeah. Um, or if you're a police officer yep. or even a public works mm-hmm. uh, personnel. And that's the challenge in, that we're facing is coming up with aspects of how can we provide that service, that need uh, within the community and also attract and retain Mm-hmm. personnel that maybe wants to explore. So that's the, the, I think one of the biggest challenges, not only us in local government face, but maybe as, as a general uh, consensus across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the things that, you know, we're, and the thing I like is that we, we, my, our staff that we have there in our city councils that we, we have a rolled up, sleeves type mentality and let's go ahead and think outside the box mm. and i know it's very cliche but um you know sometimes you just got to look at it from a, at a different angle mm-hmm. and seeing how we can come at it and and really invite as many stakeholders to the table with their ideas and and see what what works so that's some of the things that we're looking at what are uh, some of those outside the box mentalities that you're looking at 
Uh, I'll give you an example. One thing that we talked about last night at our city council meeting for a fire department. Um, typically, we have um, our fire firefighters run a 2448 schedule, 24 hours on, 48 hours off. Some of the things that they, the, the firefighters association, our uh, firefighter staff, our uh, finance director, our HR director came up with, or far as for discussion was possibly going through a different work cycle or work, work Ooh, uh, interesting. thing. And maybe looking at 48 hours on, 96 hours off. So you really have that to where- um, That's different. It's it's very different, very creative. You have some of your fire departments within the Metroplex have already gone to that. They've seen some positive um, outcomes of it. Hmm. Uh, so that would be an example of thinking outside the box. Um, you're more or less kind of doing your best to stay within the budget you already have. Uh, you're, and then maybe working at it, looking at it at a different angle uh, is what that is. So huh. that, that's kind of an example of- you know, getting creative, uh, and, and trying to, uh, to, or definitely still meeting that level of service and mm -hmm. that the community, uh, demands and requires, but, um, you know, I'm very proud of that. I mean, we're still in the process working things out and tweaking it and, and running our numbers, but, uh, that'd be a great example of thinking outside the box. Wonderful. Okay. So keep moving forward. What else, what else are we looking at as you're looking at the city of Keene? Well, as far as when we go back to the development that we have coming in, uh, as far as for the expansion of, of possibly 700 plus homes, uh, is also going to look at projecting as far as needs within uh, for water, water needs, wastewater needs, mm -hmm. uh, street improvements, uh, not only for your personnel uh, increase, maybe in the fire department, also in your police department, and also in your public works department. Mm -hmm. And you can go back and look for administrative roles as far as finance, HR, uh, we have also a community uh, center there. So you have to look at not only your current year, but two, three, four, yeah. five years out. And a lot of that plays into uh, not only when you're dealing with personnel costs, because one thing, again, going back to what you had mentioned, the we're in the great uh, uh, resignation, is that you're seeing certain jobs that are out there right now that are demanding a higher pay uh, than normally a year ago yeah um example you may have a, a code officer that's making well way back a, a building official that normally 75 to eighty five thousand. they're upwards a hundred thousand or more mm -hmm. uh right now because there's not that many people out there and obviously the, the demand is there but the, you also have to compete against inflation as well well you have inflation and the other thing we're competing against is other cities Mm -hmm. uh, you had the size of city of Keene, and then we have city of Cleburne. Then you have city of Burleson, yeah. Fort Worth, Plano, yeah. Argyle. You have all, a city of Keller. You have all these other cities, and we all don't have the same budget. Yep, we all don't have the same revenue. So, like vastly different. There, yeah, it's it's you know you can equate it to to baseball. You have you know as far as maybe someone that's operating in a smaller uh, you know as far as area of somebody that's up in the Northeast yeah. that doesn't have that high population to where someone down, let's see here in the Metroplex, we got, you know, Dallas Fort Worth area where our uh, area is a lot uh, bigger. So it's there. They're, we're not on equal mm -hmm. playing fields, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so therefore that goes back to being creative. That's thinking outside the box and seeing how we can go ahead and provide that. And, and the number one thing I've always, you know, far as stated with my staff is, you know, I, I, I believe in, in paying individuals their fair wages that we can within our budget. 
but I'm big on the culture of the organization. Yeah. Um, and as far as making sure uh, that everyone, you know, know, is heard one and that is, is, is valued. Um, my philosophy has always been that, and I've told my staff, this is I see my, everyone as an individual before I see them as an employee. Uh, and I believe as far as treating people with respect, dignity, and, uh, that they deserve that you, you see that, you know, far as, um, translate and dedication and, and, and mm-hmm. working and going above and beyond. And we have that here at the city of Keynes. So. It's also, you guys have to wear a lot of hats. We say this almost every episode. Um, <laughs> everybody's wearing different hats. Yeah. We're wearing different hats. Uh, I'll, I'll, for example, I'll use our HR director, yeah. Nathan Drombranu. <laughs> All right, he's our HR director. Plus, he is also dealing with. Uh, uh, he's serving as interim city secretary mm-hmm. right now. Um, he's also public uh, relations, right? Yeah, and he's also our uh, IT uh, yeah. go between. So, uh, you know, and the same he's thing. A beast. Is, yeah, <laughs> very, very, uh, a very outstanding employee. That uh, I, I call him the Swiss Army knife. I mean, he's he does it all. So, so as um, we as we're looking at economic development. Um, you know, the one thing that everybody in the city as a citizen is going to be asking is, how is this going to impact my personal budget? So are the taxes going to be going up? Because we need, we have to have, you have to have find that balance of infrastructure, you know, the people needing to pay for infrastructure in a way that provides the services needed to take care of the city. So you're seeing a lot of growth. Um are taxes going to go up? Are they going to stay the same? What do you, what do you expect with that? Well, when you when you talk about um, growth, uh, and we talk about the residential growth that we have, so one of the things that the increased homes that are coming in are going to increase your your your, your property values uh, within that. So therefore, your revenue should go up, and then and you're dealing with your tax rate, and um, so in, in in theory, will taxes go up? I mean. You don't know. I mean, as far as you have to look at the, the the objective is is to attract residential development, attract commercial development, increase your sales tax mm-hmm. uh, to where you can have a healthy balance of ad valorem, or we we'll mm-hmm. call that property taxes and sales tax, to where you can meet the needs um, and the service requirements that people have come to expect, mm-hmm. and then probably also looking as you're seeing an increase in in development, uh, that you're able to to possibly meet those future expectations that these residents currently have and that the future, your new residents will have. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the, the old cliche is, is, um, you know, what, what comes first chicken or the egg. Uh, and as far as the whole aspect of it is, will taxes increase possibly will taxes decrease? We, you, you never know. Mm-hmm. You look, you got again, you're looking at the balance of residential development. Yeah. commercial development, sales tax. And, and the flips, and, the cool flip side of that, though, is what I want to say is if that does happen, that means more value is being put in the city, which means your equity in your home is probably going to go up as well. You do. I mean, and, and I'll say this, too. I know our the our city council, we're, we're working diligently to re- reduce the tax burden on the individual and then balancing a budget to where we can still provide the services yeah. that they need. And that's something that our mayor and our also our council members are, are doing uh, I know whenever we get, cause we're about to go into our budget workshops, mm-hmm. uh, and we go line by line, item by item and justification and, 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 and where we do it, it's not really necessarily a want, it's more of a need. Mm-hmm. Um, because my philosophy is when we present a budget, it's a budget based on needs, not a budget based on wants. And then you temper that with capital improvement projects you have coming up to where, uh, you know, are we going to go have to, you know, issue uh, certain debt to make 
up for, you know, as far as maybe road projects, but then you look at your, then that goes back into your, your, uh, your property taxes uh, to where uh, you have to monitor how much debt you issue yep. versus the revenue you have going into and also meet the needs. So we discuss all those topics uh, during budget workshops and uh, the, the public is more yeah. than welcome to come in and participate that or just sit and, and listen to mm-hmm. their elected officials discuss these these options. But Well, this, these conversations need to happen, though, even on this podcast, because uh, people aren't willing to go to a lot of these town halls. They're, it's almost like it's not convenient enough, for them, which kind of stinks. But these conversations need to happen so that people can understand what's going on. So I, I love that we're able to have this conversation. Right. And, you know, if as far as it, if you don't want to come and, and do a send us an email. Uh, you can send me an email at citymanager at keentx.com. Uh, be happy to, to hear uh, any suggestions or, or any uh, concerns that the, the citizens have and want to see within yep. this upcoming budget. And definitely we'll convey that to our city council. So, yep. All right. Uh, what else we got? Well, as far as we have some uh, exciting news with the CARES Act money, the city of Keene is, is projected to get about $1.6 million. Oh, wow. Um, now, what's the have. CARES Act money? That's uh, as far as dealing with the uh, federal funds for the, the COVID uh, okay, that's thing. Right. That's yeah. right. A and lot so, of business got those. Well, it's the city got it, and we have certain parameters that we can we can uh, uh, use that money on. And you have, uh, to give you an example, a few of them is uh, we have water projects, uh, sewer projects we can use this money on. Uh, we cannot use it on streets, uh, but as far hmm. as you can use it, I think of uh, fiber uh, is, is an avenue. But I know the two big things that both me and um, our, our council is looking at as far as util- utilizing it, maybe something with a sewer replacement line, something hmm. maybe within uh, the water uh, system. So uh, that definitely is, is a plus and something that we're excited about the City King to have. Uh, also, we got a block grant, uh, about three hundred fifty thousand. Oh, wow. uh, the city's match to that is, is about is about fifty two thousand, which will come out of next year's budget. Um, and this doesn't happen every year, right? This- no, it, we we were very fortunate that we we were selected on this one. This the the block grant is going to um, repaint repaint um, the elevated water storage uh, tank on off of Fourth Street. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, uh, and. South College and Third. Uh, sorry, that's the the tank that it's it's gonna okay. be, be done. So we're excited about that project, which is probably gonna kick off towards the fall. Um, so total in grants, you have how much? Well, you're looking at a little less than two million. Okay, is is that so? Uh, and that uh, goes very fast, from what I it, understand. It does. It does. So a lot of projects cost a lot of money. It it does, and that's that's where we get in with work with our city council. We also work with our engineers. We sit mm-hmm. there and we do our best to get as much done with the amount of money that we've been uh, been given within in the form of grants. Uh, the other thing that I'm excited about, and as far as uh, we're coming up to finish up our 2020 and 2021 audit, um, and as far as if you're f- probably familiar that City of Keene back in 2018, 19 was hit with the ransomware, mm-hmm. um, and then we had some issues with losing some data. So being able to have, and, and again, I'll, I'll say a big uh, kudos to our, our finance department to be able to work uh, to get these records back, to be able to get this audit complete is is, is a success. And also the, the council working uh, with us as well to, nice. to achieve that. So, so what's going to look like for when you just complete this past audit? What's that mean for currently? It, as far as our audit, just looking at how we conduct business and then they go through and, and do all your checks and balances as, as required. Uh, Does that affect your credit? No, credit? it doesn't. As far as... The, the, 
no, as far as you're looking at the issuance of debt, but you need to have your audit as far as to be looked at for a third party. Mm-hmm. Um, and they looked at some things as far as checks and balances and, and so forth. So, okay. so we're excited to have that one completed. Um, but overall, you know, things are going or very, you know, going very well in the city of Keene. Um, I believe last year we were able to do some uh, events uh, that had been put off. Uh, we had Starfest. Yep. Uh, that was done. That's exciting. That was a very exciting of my first ever Starfest to show up uh, at. Uh, that was uh, wonderful. Uh, we had probably going forward this year, we had a Christmas tree uh, lighting yeah. last time. Yeah. Uh, it was more of an impromptu lighting that we had. So we're looking to improve on that and possibly do an event coming up uh, this year. Uh, of course, then we had we Fourth of July parade was there in the city of Keene, and and uh, it's it, a, lot, a lot of positive things are happening in in the city of Keene. I'm very excited to be a part of it. So last five minutes here, as you as a city manager, um, there's a lot happening. You know, y'all getting grants, y'all are able to 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 budget some very cool things. You're still trying to hire people because of the crazy competition that's happening. But for you personally as a city manager, what do you want to see happen in 2022 more than anything? <laughs> Yeah, to continue the the, I feel that we're we're now getting momentum uh, as far as with our staff, and I, I feel we're getting momentum within the community, uh, and as far as definitely great collaboration with our city council uh, to focus on some projects that are well needed, um, and that you know possibly in the past there's been some deferred maintenance on so street yep. projects and so forth. So, uh, and also dealing with bringing some of our our water wells back online that had been all for quite some time. Uh, so continually and progressively, you know, working for the betterment uh, of the city. Uh, definitely, uh, we have a, a great relationship with uh, our partners over at TxDOT. Um, they're able to uh, assist us and help us with some projects within their parameters mm-hmm. of funding. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about the relationship we have there at the, with the university and their expansion and their uh, moving forward. So, you know, I'm continually uh, excited about the momentum and the direction that we're going uh, as a city and also as uh, someone within Johnson County. So I'm very excited. So aside from the, I love that, that excitement and the momentum, what is one practical thing that you would like to see happen within the city this year? You know, as far as I would like to see uh, us get at full staffing level, uh, <laughs> that's that's probably uh, what I'd like to see. Because like, like you made mention before, we do have a lot of people wearing multiple hats mm-hmm. and uh you know, it's it's something that I know our council is aware of, and that, that we're working forward to to f- fulfill that. So, um, you know, just for to, sounds like to, a good goal. Yeah. So that's 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 one of the things I would like to see uh, in, in this year. So, Mr. Parker, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You have a good day. Thank you.